many, trudging through life and taking it as it comes is the only thing we are familiar with. However, when setbacks occur, we often look at them through the lens of fear-based emotions, such as negativity, resentment, anger, and judgment. Embracing our connection to ourselves and fostering our own unique spiritual relationship can change and shift our perspective so much that it can allow us to look at those minor and major setbacks through a completely different lens, love. A Course in Miracles teaches us that only love is real, that the beliefs and even our very own physical reality was something we created with our thoughts. While the Course does not intend to trivialize, it does teach us how to choose to see things differently. If you could choose differently right in this moment, would you prefer to choose the lens of love or fear? As our guest, Sydney Resner, shares with us this week, A Course in Miracles isn't the end-all be-all to spirituality, yet it is the perfect complement to your own spiritual relationship or to even foster a brand new perspective. Sydney Resner is a yoga teacher, writer, and intuitive coach. She has traveled the world teaching yoga and spreading a message of love. And she most recently has published her first article in Yoga Magazine. Please welcome Sydney Resner. Yeah, so I was introduced to Course in Miracles through Gabby. And when I, I think I was, I, I read about two self-help books at a time. It can be a little overwhelming um, because I feel like I'm constantly on this quest for healing. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I kept seeing her book in the, in the, you know, rows of all the other self-help books. And I keep saying, oh, I need to read one of her books. You know, it's like got this friendly face on the, on the cover. And she, you know, just kind of looks like she might have something to say. And so, but I kept, I kept pulling other books and reading other things. And then um, eventually I was just like, okay, now I'm ready. Now I've got my, I'm ready for another book. And um and so when I was learning about A Course in Miracles, I was, I was kind of um, confused because I, it sounded a little biblical to me, which was fine. I don't have anything, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I decided to get baptized when I was 20. So, but when I, you know, was reading some of the quotes she was saying, I was like, okay, I got to check this thing out. Um, so I started reading it and um, it was very dense like there would be times where I'd have to like reread paragraphs so that I could just, you know, kind of comprehend a little bit. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I, I mean, I read a lot, but I, I think, you know, sometimes my comprehension skills are a little off, but I, I was moved by the, like the, the conviction in it, the, the, like the sureness in the words, I guess. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's totally amazing. I love the, <laughs> I love the way that you discovered it. And I feel like I feel the exact same way. You're definitely not alone as far as your comprehension of it. It takes me like a minute, especially because I haven't worked my way through the entire thing either. I've gotten pretty deep. Then I'm like, 
got to put it down. I was talking to a previous guest about like how it's just always available when you kind of are ready for it. It's there. And as it says in the beginning, there's no, you know, real way to apply a curriculum to it. And yeah, I think that's great. I think that, you know, everyone has a very unique story, but, um, I, I've had, I've definitely had my fair share of like, I need to like reread this because I just don't understand this. And it, yeah, it can be kind of a complicated, almost a complicated read in a way. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is, is that, you know, I sometimes will just, um, to open the book and read a page, you know, if I, if I'm, you know, like kind of looking for guidance, I'm like, let me just see what comes up in, in the book and see what pops out at me and, and see what I can learn today. And so, so that's one, you know, one thing. Sorry. <laughs> What's your cat's name? Uh, her name is Friday. Friday. I love it. Yeah. Friday is going to be a part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we can't hear her. I know. She has to be the center of attention all the time. So I see that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that it can be read, you know, I don't think it's, it's like a sit down and read, you know, and don't put it down. I mean, you got to read it and then go digest it because it's just so, at least for me, it's just so intense, it's dense, it's heavy stuff. And I think it, I think too, you know, some of these ideas, you know, especially if you're, you know, first time ever stepping into that kind of stuff, it's very new to you. And so you have to take a moment and like, let it soak in and practice it and apply it and, um, and, you know, get the most out of it that you can. I, I agree. Um, so I know you kind of, you kind of went into it a little bit, but what I wanted to find out was if you, um, as far as it being dense and, and you needing to digest it, did you find any other specific challenges when you began studying it? Um, well, I stopped reading it at night. Um, because I realized I didn't, one, I didn't retain it as much. Like I didn't wake up the next day kind of remembering what I read. I found it better to read it in the morning because I can think about it throughout my day. And also at night, I, it starts to make me feel a little drowsy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, because it is, it is so, so much and it is, you know, it's, it's, um, it's different and it's kind of like reading this like textbook on spirituality um, while it's deep and, and uh, it's just also very technical. And um, so at least that's just kind of how I, I see it. It's just kind of this thing that needs to be, you know, what, when I read it, I got to do it in the morning and then I can think about it throughout my day. And that's kind of the best way for me too. That's, that's crazy. We have that much in common. I can't read it at night either. <laughs> yeah. it's too. I just feel like I don't absorb it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't. And I, and I, but what I do, the only, the only way I can really read it at night is if I read it out loud. So if I read it out loud to my partner, so sometimes we'll, I'll just be like, Hey, do you want me to read to you? Um, he's on night shifts now, but so we don't see each other at night, but, um, but you know, and we're laying in bed about to go to bed and I've got my book out. I'm like, Hey, do you want me to read you? And I just read a little bit because it's so like long and like, you know, 
but that's, that helps me if I do want to read it at night. And it also helps my partner for him to know what I'm, you know, where I'm getting some of this stuff from, you know, I come to him and I'm like, we need to choose a different perspective. We need to choose love. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) so so it's really a good way for me to like show him like this, this is where I'm getting all this juicy information from. I'm not making it up. You know, I'm like, I'm learning it somewhere. And, um, and this is the stuff I want to share. I mean, he's so supportive, but, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. I, I feel like I have a, I also, I feel like we're, tw- we're turning into twins slowly. We are, we're having like almost the exact same experience. Uh, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. <laughs> How do you feel since you began studying the course? How do you feel that your life has shifted? So like pre-ACIM Sydney versus now ACIM Sydney. <laughs> I definitely catch, I, I will say the biggest thing that has changed is just awareness. And um, the fact that I can be more aware and catch myself when I'm starting to judge or when I'm starting to lean into fear or when I'm starting to gossip or when I'm starting to think negative or whatever. It's just, you know, even if my awareness may not be right then and there, when I'm laying down in bed at night, I'm like, oh crap, I was kind of looking at that like this or, oh, I was, I realized that, you know, I was gossiping or, oh, I realized that I was judging or whatever it was, you know, I, I, it's just an awareness. It just has brought awareness that I that, you know, and I'm a yoga teacher. So I've been doing yoga and teaching yoga for about seven years, coming up on seven years. And I feel like I have been open up to mindful awareness more so with the course, you know, yoga, there's a lot of body awareness. um, And eventually, you know, we hope that that turns into mindful awareness, but, but the modern yogi is very much in the physical mindset and I've and I and I get that because I've been there and I I mean I do the whole Instagram thing and I I know how that goes um but my spiritual awareness and my desire and interest to be a more like just better freaking person has started with this course I love your perspective on this (laughs) (laughs) I um I did also want to know a little bit more kind of about what you do and what you've been doing. I know you said you're a yoga teacher. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I started, um, I started teaching yoga in, well, I got my certification in 2013. I mean, I risked everything to be a yoga teacher. I quit my job. I had next month's rent due. I had gotten like $9,000 into debt to go to this amazing yoga training that 20 people get in and like a thousand people apply. And somehow like, you know, and I'm totally manifest. I had this sticky note by my bed and I would say it to myself every night that like, I'm going to this training. And even when I was put on a waiting list where I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I still just had this, that unwavering faith that, that I was going to go and somebody broke their foot, which is like really sucks, but I got to go. (laughs) So, um, and, and, you know, my job wasn't going to allow me to take time off, but I wasn't going to miss this opportunity. So I was like, I'm going like, and I didn't like that job anyway. It sucked. So it, <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I mean, the money was good, but it was absolutely, I mean, I would 
I would fall, I would start to fall asleep at my desk. Like it was bad. Mm. So when I came back, you know, I had no job. Um, I ended up finding a job closer to my apartment. I started teaching yoga classes like about a month and a half after getting certification, which is actually really great because I went all the way to Miami for certification and my, I was living in Seattle. So just to give you a little backstory, like people who want to be yoga teachers, it's very hard to just get into a studio after you've never taught and they don't know you. But this one lady, she just had this like faith in me and I was so nervous and she's like, you're going to be fine. They're going to love. And she just like, she just totally believed in me. It was like crazy. Anyway. So, <laughs> and I hurt my hamstring and it was when I, I was so flexible. I, you know, could do splits over splits. I still am. I'm still, you know, what people would probably consider flexible, but, um, but it's still an injury that bothers me today. But without that injury, I would have never explored deeper meditation and, and spirituality. I would have been really wrapped up in my physical practice. I was, oh, wow. really, I was really dedicated. I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning, um, six days a week to practice for about an hour and a half. First of all, you have, I see you have a ton of dedication. <laughs> yeah. And you, it just sounds like that this journey, even prior to you uncovering the course and beginning to dive into it, it sounds like this has truly, like you are on a path, girl, you are aligned. <laughs> Back before yoga, I mean, even when I was a child, I was spiritual without knowing, you know, what spirituality was. I mean, I was, my mom, I mean, we kind of goof about it today, but I had been seeing colors as a child and she took me to an eye doctor who said wow. I was tired, <laughs> you know, and I'm this eight-year-old who's following these orbs and talking to my mom about that there's ghosts in the house and, and things like that. And I, I still 100% believe that our house is just got something. <laughs> but I watched a lot of scary movies too when growing up. So that stuff really scared me. The, the, the things that would go on in the house that seemed to only happen around me, which is even more frustrating because now I just look like a crazy eight-year-old. And so I've always been drawn to spirituality, but it's taken me, you know, when I was, you know, a teenager, spirituality wasn't interesting, you know, boys and experimenting was. So um, it wasn't until probably after high school, I started kind of leaning back more into it by when I first went back to church after about a decade. And I had literally a calling in my somewhere, I don't know where the voices come from, but it was... Um, right after a breakup and I was laying in bed, it was five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, like literally three hours after a breakup. It was awful. It was yelling and arguing and, you know, me holding the door and telling him, get out, get out, you know, and I'm laying in bed and this kind of like inner, it's not like in your ear, but it's like in your heart, but it's in your head as well. I don't know how to explain it. And it's just like this voice that says, go to church. And I'm just like, I haven't been to church in a decade. Like, I'm going to burst into flames when I go in there. Like, you know, and I, and I went back to church and that really, that started to, you know, that voice telling me to go to church started things for me spiritually. And they've changed, you know, my opinions and beliefs have shifted. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, well, it sounds like it definitely, that, that definitely sparked something in you. How did you, how did you begin like practicing yoga and what made you want to become a yoga teacher? Um, I had a, 
I, I took a yoga class. So when I was, a, I used to be a dental assistant when I was like 19 and right next to the office that I was working at, I would always go to this cafe where this um, nice gentleman who owned it would make me free smoothies or, you know, and I'd get lunch there. And um, he's, he was a yoga t- teacher and he says, come to my class. And it was kind of, I don't know, it was different. It just kind of looked like a lot of people doing flexible. I, but I really enjoyed it because part of me really wished I would have joined the circus for contortion. Like I still, I love, I love the physical flexible. I really do. I, it was, you know, I love the poses. I love, I, it's, it's, it's very much the ego in me, but, but I, but I love the idea of being flexible and bendy. And, um, and that pro- I think that started when I went to Vegas when I was six and we saw Cirque du Soleil and I came back home begging to be in gymnastics, practicing splits, <laughs> doing back bends, freaking my mom out, thinking I'm going to break my neck. Um, and the, the guy, so after the yoga class, the guy says, you should be a yoga teacher. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a yoga teacher. It's like, mm, it's not my thing. It's kind of like quirky. I mean, it was, it was just kind of like, to me, I was just kind of like, this sounds like some hippie shit that I'm not into. And I moved to Seattle after that awful breakup and going to church and getting, you know, my sorts back. Um, and I think it was on Instagram. Maybe I came I, I started looking for ways to, you know, connect and be active without having to join a gym. So I started practicing yoga and um, I did most of it in my house because I really couldn't afford classes and I worked a lot and I didn't have time. So I would like go on Instagram and I'd like try poses. I'd like, you know, just save stuff and Pinterest and just, you know, kind of basically monkey see monkey do. And I came across this one woman who had this beautiful practice and she was just, she would jump through her arms and she was just so graceful and she practiced something called Ashtanga. Anyway, long story short, that's the woman that I trained with. Wow. That's she's, amazing. She's, she's incredible. Kino McGregor is one of the number one Ashtanga teachers. She travels worldwide teaching yoga shops and I mean, she's got like over a million followers on Instagram. She's she's got books and all kinds of stuff. Like she's entrepreneur. Yeah. She's great. She's really great. But Ashtanga is a very physically demanding practice. And unfortunately I, I wore out my hamstrings a lot. And when I was monkeying around, not doing yoga practice at all, I actually ended up tearing my hamstring attachment. Um, and I still, still struggle with it today, but it's, it's okay. Cause it's turned me inward. <laughs> so I can't be too mad at it. <laughs> everything, um, everything is an assignment. Everything yeah. is a spiritual lesson, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I, I, it's taken me a while to, to, I think sometimes I still struggle with, with it because I miss being able to do certain things. But I think at the end of the day, I'm like, if I didn't get injured, I mean, I just would have been this very, probably, I honestly, I mean, who really knows? But I think that if I didn't get injured, I would have just continued being this flexible person who can do strong things and just having this surface level understanding of, you know, I just don't think I would be all that deep. Like, I just think I would be, I don't know, just kind of wrapped in my, like, like here's me and here's the world kind of thing, you know? (laughs) 
So what you're so so then <laughs> the course has truly turned you into the total package then. <laughs> Both the physical and then the spiritual. <laughs> yeah, well, well it started, I mean, it had to start somewhere. I mean, in yoga, people say, oh, why are, you know, if postures aren't so important, why do you do them? And the idea is, is that they're, they are like keys. Like you, you do a posture and you're opening up parts of your body because whether we hold stress in our stomach, some people hold stress in their hips or in their hamstrings or in their back or in their, when people do back bends and they don't, you know, they get all vulnerable because their heart is open. It's like a key and it opens up these things in the body. Um, and I've had a lot of transformational experiences in yoga. I mean, I definitely, you know, Sydney pre-yoga and Sydney doing yoga was completely different. I mean, I quit smoking, quit drinking, quit doing all the things and went vegan. And like, you know, I definitely had some deeper things happen, but I think that it wouldn't have, I think at some point there needed to be like another crescendo. And I don't think that would have happened without my injury. That's interesting that, um, to me, really, that your it, your injury kind of led you into, you know, turning inward yeah. rather than being consumed by it like some people would, you know, as yeah. far as like professional athletes, if they get injured, they can't really work again. I mean, I was for a while. I mean, I was consumed by, I mean, when you go from working so hard on doing splits and deep forward folds to not being able to do it at all, I mean, that sucks. It's like the last three and a half years of you practicing and having this dedication and love for a practice, you feel like it's turned on you. I mean, so there was a time where I was really upset. Um, mm -hmm. but then, but then it's like, what, what could I do? I mean, I, it just, I just had to move on. I mean, and, and not let it define me and say, okay, well, I can't do this. What can I do? I love that. <laughs> If I can't do this, what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> hey there, listeners. It's me, Crystal Fitzgerald, your host of A Podcast in Miracles. I wanted to take a second very quickly to say thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my dream. If you're enjoying the stories, insight, and awareness that we are broadcasting in this show, please let us know. I'd love it if you would take the time to rate and review this podcast, A Podcast in Miracles, with five stars, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support us by donating at anchor.fm slash A-P-I-M. This helps keep our podcast commercial and ad-free. Last but not least, I'd love to hear from you. You can send us your feedback directly at listen to apim at gmail.com. Um, this I particularly want to ask of you is because you are, I think, a little bit newer to the course. Um, what tips or suggestions do you have for other people who maybe at at a beginner's level or just maybe starting to open it or maybe even are curious about it or wondering what the hell is yes. this? <laughs> um, I would say to don't be afraid to take notes 
in your phone, in your journal, wherever. And whatever you've read to, if it's made an impact on you and you want to remember it, translate it into your own words because then you will remember it. And and so, you know, like when we, when we do, because it's very easy, there's a lot of stuff in there. It's very easy to forget some things. And if we didn't have those quotes that Gabby's, you know, telling us, we would easily forget. But, right. um, but, um, but to, yeah, to take some notes and, and put it into your own words and summarize it and, you know, think about it, meditate on it, whatever you got to do. If there's a certain quote in there you want to save, put it on your phone, meditate on that quote. I would definitely say that would be one tip. Um, another one would probably be to read it during the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Read it in the Yeah. <laughs> read it when you're not tired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if, say if I was not familiar with the course at all, how would you explain it to me? Say like, you mentioned it in, in your yoga class and I'm in your yoga class and what would you say to me to introduce the material and why do you, why would just some, you know, random yogi in your class be interested in studying it or anyone in general? That's a good question because I, you know, my goal is to take people who are in the yoga community and guide them to working more inward and to finding a higher power and to relying on their intuition and things like that. And I think that if you're interested in, broadening your horizons in the spiritual, you know, side of things, then this book would be a great way to do that. It is, it's not the end all be all. It's just a, it complements whatever other spiritual things you're doing. It applies to anybody. And I think that it, I think that even, you know, people who might not feel like they're spiritually connected or people who feel like they don't believe in, you know, anything, I think that again, you're going to get something out of it. You're going to get a new perspective. You're going to get a change of heart. You just will because, because that book itself is a miracle. So I, yeah, that's how I would explain it. Oh, that like, that like hit me in the heart. (laughs) The book itself is a miracle. I love it so much. (laughs) It's so interesting to me to hear people and that's why I asked this question is because I get to hear someone explain it to me as, and, and from a totally different perspective than I have, as though I had never seen or heard of it, which is so, it's so cool. And that's totally the reason why I asked that question, because it just gives this just another different perspective on the way people look at it and the way one can perceive it. It serves everybody differently. It really does. It serves everybody differently, but it serves. And that's the whole purpose of it. I don't think that, you know, the, the people who wrote the book were, were really having this expectation of having it to be one thing for somebody. I think that it, it just speaks to everybody in every, every corner of their life. And that's why I think it's so transformative. So with that, what is your favorite passage or what is your favorite quote from the, uh, the text in A Course in Miracles? Yeah, I, I have a few and I have them all written down on my phone. I actually was just thinking about this the other day, but there's that, that um, story about the lion and the lamb. It's at the very beginning about how 
in the, um, I think in the Bible, it's portrayed as like, you know, that there's this strength that um, kind of overpowers innocence. But in reality, it's that strength and innocence coexist together. It's not one is better than the other. It's that they can go hand in hand. You can still be strong and be vulnerable. And I, and I, and I like that message. I like that it uses, you know, that example and that story that like one story that's like really popular in the Bible world. Um, and so that's, that's one thing I have. Oh, I'm using my phone. So I can't, (laughs) 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 but the other, the other one is, is I, I won't, I don't know if I can quote it from word to word, but it says, um, you something like you you don't want fear but yet you persist to to stay in fear something like that like you don't do you know which one I'm talking about yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) I'm not very good at quoting off the top of my head either (laughs) and I literally yeah I have um, like the same I just write write a list of like every time I see a new quote that I like I'm like oh yes yeah (laughs) and I write it down that was the the you know, the whole like, yeah, you don't want to be in fear, yet you still continue to make choices from fear. I mean, it's kind of like, dang, you got me there, like calling me out on my stuff, you know, (laughs) so. Right. That's, that is one of my favorite concepts is that, uh, that duality of, of fear and love can't necessarily coexist in the mind. You have to either choose one or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think the, um, and then to go back to the lion land, I mean, I think that, that, that understanding, especially I think for men to understand that strength and innocence, strength and vulnerability can coexist. I think that, I, I think that that would really, you know, be something helpful. And as far as, you know, for, cause I, I know that there's a lot of women in the spirit junkie. I mean, we have some men, but I think that, that that would be a teachable lesson for so many people. Yeah, definitely for anybody who, who, (laughs) who works with men specifically out there, it's definitely something that can be incorporated. And, um, it's definitely in that under that sort of guise of like the divine feminine and the divine masculine and all that fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah. When we were, when, and I remember that whole thing specifically because I read it to my boyfriend and he goes, huh, I like that. <laughs> I <love it. laughs> and, and, and I and I said, yeah, something for you to think about, huh? <laughs> so so yeah, no, I think I think it's um those are those are my so far. All right. So what do you feel? Um I'm not sure if you read through any of the lessons yet. Um, but if you have, what do you feel is one of the most significant lessons, or just if you haven't read through the lessons, what is the most kind of significant thing that you feel you've learned? From yeah. The course? Let me, let me see. Let me grab my book here because I, I remember reading something and I just don't want to. So let me ask you something real quick. Do you do it? Do you, do you read a, the, a, a little bit and then you do a lesson every day? I try to do the lessons every day and then I'll hit this like plateau of like, okay, I need to like take a break from it. And for me, I just started read. I had started the lessons a couple year and a half ago, almost two years ago. And then I stopped and I kind of had this whole moment of like, where I just dropped off of like my whole spiritual practice. And I just was like, eh. and I, 
Um, so I recently got back into it and then, you know, joining back with, you know, joining um, in the Spirit Junkie Masterclass with Gabby, uh, that really helped push me back into it and kind of gave me that almost motivation I needed. Yeah. So I started over again. <laughs> I think I started it about three times. I think restarted it about three times now and I'm slowly working through the text. That's a lot. But what the interesting thing for me this time though was I heard someone somewhere in a comment on Facebook su suggested reading the teacher's manual and then reading the actual the this the workbook or the the actual text okay and then going through the lessons so then I'm like I'm gonna try that so I've just been kind of I feel for me it's just a bunch of bouncing around and now I just kind of am slowly working my way through the actual text yeah yeah as again it says you know a, a curriculum cannot be applied yeah so like you can basically do whatever you want and you have the freedom to kind of choose to do what you want with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a little bit of a story. I'll make it short though, but I remember reading a lesson and I actually just would, I just remembered this in my head, um, after looking at this, but the, the last lesson I did was lesson seven. So not that far because I was trying, what I started doing was trying to do a thing every day. And then I just, I don't know, I got caught up in reading other books. Um, so <laughs> I remember going to bed and, and there was that, and doing these lessons of this is just a pencil. This is just, you know, there's nothing, this means nothing, you know, basically. And, and to, to also see like this, that everything is equal. Like I am a part of this. I am part of this and, and we're all connected. I had a dream later that night, um, that I was like standing in this forest and there were all these trees and then there were like some kind of random, I, I can't, I can't fully remember, but I remember thinking to myself, like, I am equal to all of this. Like I am united with the trees. I'm united with the air. And, and I like kept saying this out loud in my dream. Um, and when I woke up, I was just like, Whoa, that was crazy. <laughs> and, and I woke up feeling like that this pressure of having to be, you know, or put myself on a pedestal was lifted because it, because I'm united with everything, you know, I, everything is connected and that I'm connected with every living and breathing thing and to, you know, not pass judgment on, you know, Oh, that tree is ugly or the tree is old or whatever, but it's just, a tree and we're connected either way. That's kind of what I got from my dream. And that was a really like waking up from that was like a really crazy, I don't know, it messed with my head a little. I was like, it's crazy. So, but yeah, that's, I mean, cause I haven't gotten super far in it, but that was one of the things that I picked up from it is just being connected to everything and not passing a judgment, but just having this equal Feeling. I love that perspective on it because I actually, the first time, not the first time, I think it was the second time, I can't remember, but I had started, and you're totally welcome to join, a <laughs> uh, little promo bit here, but I started a book club with a, a friend and kind of partner of mine um, hmm. called The Course of Miracles Book Club. I'll totally message you a link after. Cool, yeah. 
but um we decided that we just wanted to like go balls to the wall and teach it <laughs> cool. and so we did and so we figured it out and what I noticed is that a lot of people have a hard time of like oh the uh, this the pencil I see in front of me doesn't exist or you know yeah. and that disconnect from the physical part of it to to eventually get to realize that we are just energetic energetically you know spiritually connected yeah and I think people have that hump but the way kind of I like the way that you kind of look at it where it's it's you saw in the immediate connection and you saw the immediate like falling away of yeah. of the oh I did I I perceive things through my eyes and my ego and with judgment and therefore, you know, yeah. not dreaming bad. <laughs> yeah. Being able, it almost, it, it just like absorbed into my it, it did. It did. <laughs> it really hit me right in the spiritual part. Like I, I was, yeah. So, and when I, and when I woke up, I was just, I was really taken back because I've, I, I mean, I've had all kinds of crazy dreams. You know, I, do intuitive work and but it was probably one of the more profound dreams I've had because I've never felt so connected to everything around me without any type I mean it was just like this pressure of having to compartmentalize as what's good and what's bad of what's better and what's worse it just kind of floated away and and allowed me to see things a bit more simpler and, and for what things are and that, you know, it just, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, it really gave me a sense of clarity. And I think that, you know, people have a hard time with it probably simply because they, that, that there's this, it's like a fog, you know, that comes over that, that is, that tells us that we're different. There's that, there's, I think it's Marion Williamson who said it, we are all special children of God and we're all not special children of God. Yes, she said that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I feel like there is that perception from the fear-based place and it's hard to, I think when you're first beginning almost to sort of shake that and see through that and see and really recognize that that is that is not real that truly that the lesson is that only love is real right <clears throat> so like looking at your pencil or whatever your laptop or your phone and saying this thing isn't real and uh, but then later learning that it, it's it's in fact something that I perceived and that I made up yeah yeah. There's, there's, um, there's a thing on Oprah with Eckhart Tolle and Oprah. And I think that it's like, if you go out in nature and instead of trying to name everything, like this is a tree, this is a plant, this is a cloud, just look at it without, as if it doesn't even have a name at all. And then you'll start, you know, when you start to just look at things like as if you didn't know the name for it, like you were just put here on earth, there was no, no words for it you know, how would that look to you? So that's really cool. That's actually a really neat exercise. Yeah. I'm going to try it one day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how can people connect with you? Like if they want to follow you like on Instagram or social media, if they want to come take a yoga class from you or learn from you or learn with you, how can people yeah. get in? Oh, 
So I, I live in Bakersfield, California. So I am teaching yoga classes at 9.30 on uh, Mondays, but I don't know if we have a lot of Bakersfield people. It's not really a place where people, you know, it's not a market for, for yogis, really. <laughs> yeah. Best way to connect with me is through my Instagram. It's just at Cindy Resner. My website is down, so it's getting revamped. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, I'm so stoked for it. And I will be offering private classes. Like for the first time in seven years, private online classes. I've never done it. I've always refused to. Um, but now I think it's time to, uh, I don't know, start start marketing myself a little bit. And then also, um, I'll be offering intuitive coaching. So, yeah, I love, I love it. I cannot wait to see what happens, and you know, maybe take um, some classes from you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be happy to. I mean, we can, if you know, if we do a podcast, I can certainly give you some yoga classes. So. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So everyone, yeah, look forward to that. And yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been so amazing to hear your, your particular perspective on the course and the things that you've learned and how they've been ingratiated into your experience. It's been such an amazing journey to sit here and, and learn, yeah. learn from you. A Podcast in Miracles is produced by Crystal Fitzgerald and Benjamin Rupert. This podcast is edited and its theme music is composed by Benjamin Rupert. You can learn more at BenjaminRupert.com. A Podcast in Miracles is made possible by CrystalFitzgerald.com, helping hearts heal through the power of tarot and connection to source, the universe through which all things are possible, and listeners like you.